there was the staff wives and there was the player wives and the staff wives stayed in one suite and the player wives were in the suite across the rink and we did not cohabitate. We did not talk. We did not go on, go to the same events. Like it was so separated at first. I was like, okay, like that's just the way it is, you know, whatever. But then uh, particularly the year after COVID. So not when COVID started, but the year after we were able to go, but fans were limited and the team and the league had put such limitations on the players, but not only the players than their wives. So like they weren't allowed to travel for Christmas or travel really at all, go to restaurants, go shopping. Like they literally couldn't leave their apartments and except for going to the game. I was just like, fuck this. Like, this is dumb. You know, mm-hmm. like I, if I can be just a, maybe a little bit of light in a day for them, like then I'm going to do that because like, this is my home. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday, whatever day you're listening to this on. It is a Monday here, so two days before this episode comes out, I'm just sitting here having my second cup of coffee. We are headed into game seven tomorrow of the first round of playoffs, which is kind of crazy because we were up 3-1 in the series, and then we started getting guys hurt, guys injured, My husband is suspended. (laughs) Um, So we do not have a full lineup right now. And the other team caught up with us. So now we are tied going into game seven. And in my head, I thought, oh, yeah, when we go to the second round. But I guess we can never really get too far ahead with hockey because now it's very possible our season could be done on Tuesday. When you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, we might be finished already or we might be going to the second round, which is the definition of hockey life for you. I'm obviously bummed for my husband because I feel like we have a pretty good team and we had a really good opportunity to do really well in playoffs. And yeah, it just kind of sucks for the team right now. Um, But on that hand, I'm also really excited to go home. We will stay here a little bit because he has to get shoulder surgery. And then we have a couple things we have to take care of on our end um, before we head back. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to go home. I've not had an extra set of hands in eight or nine months now, eight months, and just really excited to do my favorite things like go to Target and Trader Joe's and just hang out with my family and my best friends. So yeah, I'm definitely ready and excited to go home whenever that happens. <laughs> so I know that everybody loved that episode with Wendy. It's called Coach's Wife Life. If you've not listened to it, it was such a fun episode to record. She's been a coach's wife or just in this hockey world in general for 37 years. So she has so much experience and wisdom and knowledge that she 
shed a light on with me. But after that episode, I did get a lot of feedback from people that they wanted more episodes with coaches' wives, and I hear you. So today, that is exactly what the episode is. Um, I had Julie Johnson. Her fiance is the assistant coach in Colorado in the AHL. He was also the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies in the ECHL for eight years. This episode was actually such a good reminder because I feel like I'm going to take myself kind of, I'm going to take you guys kind of through my, my thought process right now, but, and we talk about this in the episode too, but I feel like what your perception of how you think the dynamic should be with a coach's wife and player's wives is all dependent on your past experience. So if you are brand new coming into this hockey world, you might not be that person that's really going to take initiative to bridge that gap. And I also feel like you might not be taking initiative to bridge that gap if in the past you've been on teams where coaches and players' wives do not really commingle. And so I think it's so dependent on what your situation has been. But I think that we need to kind of change that a little bit. I think we need to go into the season really figuring out what the dynamic is and what that coach expects and what that coach's wives wife really feels because I totally respect and understand if a coach doesn't want that kind of blurry lines, I guess, with hanging out. But I also think it doesn't have to be that way. Like I think that we are all adults and we do not just sit around and discuss hockey all the time. Like we are girls, we are humans, we like to talk about other things. And From my perspective, it's like, okay, well, these coaches' wives are living away from home too. And I think it's easy to kind of get into that mindset where you're like, oh, well, they're probably just doing their own thing. They're probably fine. But I have also talked to a lot of coaches' wives who are super lonely, just like us. And I think it's a good reminder to make sure that we are including them. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're going out to the bars and planning on getting wasted, like that's just a pretty much understanding that that's not going to take effect with a coach's wife. You know what I mean? Like that's like obvious boundaries, but I mean, I really don't think there's any harm in just being a little bit more inclusive. And, you know, even from a coach's wife standpoint, I think like ask players wives to hang out. If there's someone that someone that you feel connected to and you feel like you see yourself hanging out with them, I think it's perfectly fine to reach out to them too. Like I became really, really close friends with one of our coach's wives in Idaho. She wound up being in my wedding. Um, You know, we were just like, we felt very connected to each other. And I mean, really this episode is just a good reminder that we're all kind of in that same boat and to really try to bridge that gap with inclusion. I think it would be a cool thing to just kind of have this standard set from the beginning so that we all know what to expect. Because from my perspective, I I am kind of uncertain sometimes of like, okay, well, what is the boundary here with this team? Um, but I also feel like the age I'm at now and just my time in the hockey world, I definitely don't feel like I have to have like a guard or a filter up around coaches' wives anymore. Whereas if I go back in time and looked at my younger self, I definitely think I probably would have because I wouldn't want to, you know, say the wrong thing or maybe say something that's like I'm overthinking later in the day. But at the end of the day, you guys, like we're all humans, we're all people, and we're not sitting here like judging everyone's every say. Yeah, I think if you're going to like 
I mean, you shouldn't be doing this anyways, but if you're talking about people on the team, like that's just kind of a no-no, obviously, if you're like in the same room with a coach, like, and vice versa too. Like they're not going to be talking about players getting traded or sent down or whatever. I'll stop tangenting so you can listen. I think I just invented that word, but I'll stop going on a tangent so you can tune into this episode and hear our candid conversation about inclusion in this hockey community. This was a fun episode. Julie, thank you for recording this with me on your birthday again. That was so fun. And um, I know you guys will all love this episode. So if you are listening today, if you are new here, if you have been listening every week, Um, or just frequently, and you've not written a review on Apple Podcasts, please, please do that for me. Honestly, a lot of people ask, how can I support the podcast? Thank you for everything you do. And I see your nice messages and I love them and cherish them. They honestly make me feel so good. But if you've not written a review yet, I would love it if you could just do that on a review so that more people can find the podcast. And this also just helps with the longevity of the podcast and you know, kind of helping me keep it going as the years pass. So enjoy this episode and have a great rest of your day. Hello. Hi. Julie, is it your birthday? It's my birthday. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. I was just looking at your profile and I was, I was looking at your stories and I'm like, I can't believe she's doing this recording on her birthday. (laughs) You know, I don't have anything else going on. So I figured I might as well. Oh my gosh. Well, are you doing anything fun today? I'm going to a hockey game. (laughs) Oh, of course. Of course. That's usually how it goes. Oh man. It is the season. Will you guys celebrate on a different day? We went to dinner last night and then um, they are playing against San Diego and we have a good friend that's on that team whose birthday is Friday. So we're going to have dinner with him tomorrow too. So we'll, it'll be a, a couple day birthday. So it's kind of nice. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. So welcome and happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I am beyond excited to be on. It's funny. Um, I found this podcast the day after I moved to Colorado and it honestly has been such a little godsend for me. So thank you for doing what you're doing. You are really bringing some light to some scary and maybe tough situations for us. Oh, well, thank you so much. And so is this your guys's first year in Colorado? Yes. So Tim has, Tim was the head coach for the Utah Grizzlies in the ECHL for eight years. And then he got the call up this season to the AHL. So he is now the assistant coach for the Colorado Eagles. And we are in Loveland, Colorado, which is just outside Fort Collins. So yeah, we've been here for, let's see, he moved here in September and I got here in October. So not too long. Okay. Awesome. That's exciting for him and probably a little nerve wracking for you and out of your comfort zone, but we will get into all of that, of course, but I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and share with me what life looked like before you met your husband up until now. Yeah. So I, um, I'm originally from Bear Lake, Idaho, and I don't know if you actually know where that is since you're from Boise, but we yeah, are just in that? That, it's just in this, like the very bottom corner, the lake is in Idaho and Utah technically. So a place you should visit. Cause it's beautiful. It's just a little resort town on this big, beautiful lake. Okay. Um, So I grew up there um, and then didn't know anything about hockey. 
but I went to college in Alaska. My brother was Air Force, so I kind of followed him there, and that was my first taste of hockey, and I fell in love with the sport. Um, and then from there, I um, ended up graduating. My undergrad was in uh, Logan, Utah, so just like northern Utah, and then I moved to Salt Lake and got a job with the Grizzlies, and that's where I met Tim. It was his first year coaching and my first year out of college there, so um, we never really talked. He was like the scary head coach and I'm like <laughs> nine years younger than him. So I just was like on my best behavior and like as quiet as I could around him. But, um, I ended up, so we just kind of knew each other there. And then I moved to Dallas, Texas to work for the NHL team, um, was there for a couple of years and him and I just kind of got reconnected. And so I ended up moving back to Salt Lake and, um, we've been together ever since. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what were you doing for the team? I worked in corporate advertising. So like sponsorships say like, you know, like Pepsi wants to spend a million dollars and they have signage and tickets and player appearances, whatever it is that's in their contract. So I was the one that just fulfilled those things. So, um, I've done that in my, for my career for about 10 years with, um, starting with the Grizzlies and I worked in the NHL, the NBA, um, ended up in college sports back in Utah. Um, wow. a really fun job. We, I got to, I see, I saw some cool things like, you know, riding on the team plane and, you know, like rubbing elbows with, you know, like NHL stars and stuff. So it was a cool, it was a really cool experience. Um, but working in sports is not as glamorous as it looks like you don't, you don't get paid very much. You work a ton of hours. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. And obviously I met my fiance there, so that was good and met some lifelong friends. So it was definitely, definitely worth it, but yeah. Okay. So you guys are engaged. Yes. Yeah. We're engaged. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, I will correct myself for some reason. I thought you guys were married. Are you getting married this summer? We have no idea. I tell people we're married because we've been engaged for like three years. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that must be why I thought that then I thought you said husband, but that's okay. Um, I probably did to be honest, because at this point, that's just what I say, because then it, then oh, it's yeah. like, then it's like the conversation ends, you know, it's not like, Oh, when are you getting married? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like at this point it's, that's what it is. Like essentially yeah. we just have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that's awesome. That's an awesome job. And I, so, okay. So when you went back, you went back to Utah and then you guys reconnected. So how did you like initially meet when you were working for the team and he was coaching? Well, his first, the very first time I met him was his very first day. They, um, one of the ticket sales guys had set up this little, I don't even know what it was. It was some, so he, it was, he was running this big Hispanic night for the game or for one of the games. And, um, so we got invited to dinner by the mayor of one of the local little cities. So the ticket sales guy invited Tim and I to go. And it's so funny now looking back on it. Cause like literally he had been in Utah for maybe a couple of hours and like, he was such a good sport for even doing this, but we're all sitting at this table and I'm sitting next to Tim and the other ticket sales guy. And this lady across from us is like, Oh, are you two married? And we're like, Oh no, 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 no. Like, you know, absolutely <laughs> not. And now I think back, she's probably just like laughing. We're like, Oh, well, you probably will be, you know, and now, <laughs> and now we are. So that's so funny. So yeah. then you guys just hit it off and here you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One of our, like both of our really good, he was uh, the equipment manager at the time is one of good, like my turned into be one of my great friends. And then obviously Tim's a good friend. And so 
um, when they would come play in Dallas, I would just come and visit John was his name. And then eventually it turned into like, oh, well, maybe I'll see Tim there, you know, like whatever. And then, yeah. And then it just escalated from there. And I just, yeah. back to like, okay. So you were never a player's girlfriend, a player's wife, and you kind of just like stepped directly into this role. So yeah. what was that like for you? Like initially coming into the hockey world and being like a coach's significant other? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was, I mean, it was interesting. It's, it was not something I was used to. And he's, uh, you know, by the time I had moved back to Salt Lake, he had been the head coach for several years. So he's, you know, like known by the fans, recognized at restaurants, that kind of thing. So um, <laughs> it, I, I tell people this a lot. Like I had to learn how to be the head coach's wife because um, I got caught up at first, I got caught up in like social media and I was like, oh my gosh, did you see what they said about you on here? And like, and I would get upset after losses and I, you know, like I was so passionate about it, but then I, I really had to realize like, I need to be just a, a constant for him. Like he gets it when they lost, like he sees this stuff. He doesn't need to be reminded I just need to be the person that he comes home to and everything's fine. And it definitely took some learning and some getting used to. Um, and I struggled for a little while there and I really had to like remove myself from situations where I would get too like frustrated and bring it home to him. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was not something that I figured like, Oh, I'll have to learn how to be good at this, but I definitely did. Yeah. I know. It's always hard when you're like on social media and you see people making comments. I mean, even from a player's perspective, like sometimes I'll just be on like the team website and I'll see like Dodero, like, blah, 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 and I'm like, it's yeah. in German. And I'm like, I'm not oh. even going to translate this because I just, no. just doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's probably not like, it's not going to serve me to read this and yeah. And then, you know, to bring it back to your husband and obviously like he is going to hurt his feelings, you know, and yeah. yeah, that's and that's kind of why I'm enjoying the assistant coach wife role because I have such a you know a anonymity here. Like they don't know who I am. If they lose, they're not calling out Tim on social media. So it's kind of been a little bit of a relief in that way. Yeah. Well, I feel like it kind of comes from like a protective instinct. Like you see that and you yeah. want to like defend them and like protect yes. them, obviously. So I totally get like why you would feel that way. So now, and that's actually an interesting point with you being an assistant coach's wife versus head coach's wife. Is there like a major difference for you mentally with that? Um, yeah, I, I think there is, um, from what we just spoke on, like, I don't have to worry about him being on the chopping block when they lose. Um, and from a relationship standpoint, when we were at the Grizzlies, there was the staff wives and there was the player wives and the staff wives stayed in one suite and the player wives were in the suite across the rink. And we did not cohabitate. We did not talk. We did not go on, go to the same events. Like it was so separated. And, um, at first I was like, okay, like that's just the way it is, you know, whatever. But then uh, particularly the year, let's see after COVID. So not when COVID started, but the year after we, um, we were able to go, but fans were limited and 
the team and the league had put such limitations on the players, but not only the players than their wives. So like they weren't allowed to travel for Christmas or travel really at all. Um, go to restaurants, go shopping. Like they literally couldn't leave their apartments and except for going to the game. And um, I was just like, fuck this. Like, this is dumb. You know, mm-hmm. like I, if I can be just a, maybe a little bit of light in a day for them, like then I'm going to do that because like, this is my home and I'm comfortable here. And I know that we're a little bit more secure than maybe a player is. So that year I really tried to just kind of not be overbearing in it, but like if it was their birthday, I tried to get them something. If it was Christmas, I got them gifts for playoffs. I got them a little gift card, just a little like pinpoint of like, Hey, I'm here if you need me, because this really sucks. Yeah. Um, and then coming to Colorado, I was excited. Like, Oh my gosh, like there's so many staff wives here. This is going to be great. Um, and then to this day, I've yet to meet a staff wife. So I, like, I went to my first game and here in Colorado and I get home and Tim was like, Oh, did you make any friends? And I was like, yeah, his name's Jerry. And he's the security guard for second grade. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but this is not going to work for me. Um, like I work from home. The only human I talk to is you. Like, so I'm going to need to like make friends. And I, and I was like, I need to find out where the player wife sit. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, Tim, like, why does it matter? You know, like I'm, I'm on the same playing field as them right now. Like you have one year contract. These boys have one year contract. Like we don't know if we're going to be here next year. Like some of them don't either. And I'm not going to be like, oh, you're so-and-so's guy, like, or girl, like, well, I hope you packed your bags. Like, you know, I'm not, I I know how to have a conversation as an adult and stuff. So I was so lucky to um, just happen to run into one of the player wives in the parking lot. And now like, they're like, you know, a great group of friends for me. And I don't think they realize just, how much of a godsend they have been and how thankful I am that they just welcomed me in, even though I am an assistant coach's wife. And like, it just has never really mattered. Yeah. So yeah. that was a really long answer to your question, but no, yeah, that's okay. it is a big difference. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like absorbing everything you said. First of all, that is so sweet that you tried to make that year special for everyone because that was really a hard year. I mean, it's like, I can't believe we're still, I feel like I say that all the time, but I can't believe we're still in these times. Like, Oh my God, let's hope for a better season next year. Jeez. No kidding. Like they just opened the family room for our, for our team, like maybe three games ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Which is like, it's just kind of comical if you think about it because they're like, okay, you can't do any of these things, but like, so you all basically have to be together doing nothing, but then you can't be all together at the games doing nothing. Like it just, it's very confusing. Um, so when you say like that you hung out with like the staff, like, so do the people typically for like Utah, for example, like, are you talking about like people in the front office? Like do coaches wives usually hang out with them as well? No, it was really just me and the um, other assistant coach's wife, um, Christy. She is like a best friend of mine now. Um, and then the other staff would be like our equipment guy, our medical guy, that kind of thing. They, okay. um, if their girls came, they didn't live there at the time. So if their girls came into town, they would be with us. But it really was just mostly me and Christy that hung okay. out together. We didn't, I didn't really know any of the front office staff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, I, I feel like it's such, I'm really glad you brought this up and I knew that we were going to talk about it tonight, but I 
think it is such a fascinating topic, like the dynamics between coaches, significant others and players, significant others, because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so different dependent on what team you're on. Like I've definitely been on teams where like the head coaches do not want the coaches, significant others mingling with the players, significant others. And I feel like it's a really tough kind of spot for, to put everybody in because, and especially when it's like, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I mean, we've like over here in Europe, we've had some coaches wives that are like in their sixties and it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but I do feel like, you know, you guys are obviously moving as well for your significant other's job. And then it's like, you don't know any of these people. And so it does kind of like suck if you're not able to talk because it's the same lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like you're going to connect with these women, but it's like almost like, oh, but you can't. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is so strange. Like when I was listening to, you know, Wendy, Wendy Tippett's talk about it, like I was relating so much to that and yeah, I guess it is tricky because in 20 years, like I'm going to be significantly older than the player wives and it wouldn't really be that fun to hang out with them. But now like we are pretty close to the same age. And like you just said, like we are doing this, you know, this lifestyle together and, you know, we don't know if Tim's going to be here next year. We don't know, like we're renting right now. Like there's so many things that were literally the exact same as the player wives, (laughs) but I'm curious what you think as a player wife, like, is it weird that a coach's wife is in the room in the family room after a game? Like, does it make you uncomfortable that they're there and you have to like, be careful what you say? I mean, personally, I don't think so. And I actually made a note about this because this, I was just kind of reflecting about your survey and everything that you filled out. And I was like, this is just interesting to me because I feel like where I'm at now in just in my life. And I'm like older now in this lifestyle, um, than I was when I first entered it. I feel like I have no problem personally, like not, not being guarded around coaches wives. Like, I don't feel like I have to have a filter, so to speak, but I feel like if I went back in time to when I was like 21, like to 24 or something, I definitely feel like I would be more reserved, I guess. And not so much like in that kind of instance, like in like a room, but almost if I was like drinking or something, like, I feel like I would be more nervous to like maybe blurt something out that I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't know if that was like bad to say, you know what I mean? (laughs) Sure. 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 And I think it's the same way for um, my end too, right? Like particularly when Tim was the head coach in the ECHL, like he's their GM too. Right. So like I know when people are getting traded or um, whatever. And so, yeah, like there's definitely, you have to be careful about what you say and you never, like I've never want to overstep what Tim's plans are just because I accidentally said something. So (laughs) I guess you have to be careful. You know, what's funny about both of us saying that though, it's like, I feel like we're never sitting around talking about hockey. True. That's so true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like having girls get togethers and we're like, did you hear this person was getting fired? No, we're talking about like the dog. Like, yeah, something completely different. And so it's like, I wish that people weren't so afraid to, like, I wish it wasn't so taboo. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I feel too. 
do, do you know like why it is taboo? Like why is that? Why do people feel? Why is this even like a thing? I think, and Tim and I have talked about this obviously extensively. I think it is just because the um, just kind of what we were saying. Like I just know information about the players that if it's not with trusted with the right person, you know, and told to a wife, it could just, I mean, it could, it could just cause obviously a lot of drama and, you know, it's just a way for the teams to make sure that that doesn't happen, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. It just, I just don't really, I just like when, when, when Wendy was like, I don't work for the team, you know, like that's how I felt like, I know how to be an adult. I know how to have a conversation with someone and not like ruin their day. But I think another part of it is like, um, I can kind of be a little bit of a liaison between the player and the coach and not in a way like I'm going to run and tell all this gossip, but like, um, and this, this just happened between one of the girls. I was like, did you know that Tim thinks like your guy is like one of the hardest working guys on the ice. And I know that he's been struggling So she was like, oh, like, that's so nice to hear. And then she went back and told him that. And then he, you know, he's like, oh my God, does he really think that, you know? And like, so it's just kind of like, cause boys are so weird about talking about their feelings. Look at you working your magic. Yeah. So like, let me just give a little, (laughs) little elf, like little magical spells, making everyone get along. That's (laughs) so hopefully that's just, I mean, you know, who knows? I try to just do it as like, in as positive obviously in positive a way as I can so everyone leaves feeling good about it and helps not hinders I love that so you you met someone in the parking lot in Colorado but when you first got there did you feel isolated did you feel like really disconnected like what was that experience like moving somewhere completely new because I knew you were in you were in Utah for quite a while Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, this is our first, this is my first move for hockey. So, um, it was, it's been hard. It's been really hard. I mean, I had, I have Tim and that's it here. Um, Mm -hmm. so gosh, I just feel for you guys. I just, I had no idea. Like I, I got it, you know, like, oh yeah, they're moving. It's hard, you know, and they don't really know anybody, but it's like, I never knew just how much you guys go through until this year. And I just have a whole new perspective and, um, a whole new just appreciation for a hockey wife and how you know you guys do what you do and in the, in most cases you do it with like a happy heart and you're just supporting your guy and that's it's really neat I don't think you guys get enough credit um, because this is not easy and I mean we just have two dogs and we move two states over I'm not moving to Austria with a little boy and two dogs and a husband like props to you guys it's incredible what you do well, first of all, thank you, but I also don't want you to discredit everything that you go through as well, because <laughs> yes, this is a huge move, but also like moving anywhere is a huge move. When you're picking your life up and you're moving somewhere where you don't know anybody and you have to completely start fresh, like it's really hard. And I feel like people don't really talk about like the the mental health aspect of it because it's really hard for it not to like build and really get to you when you're not surrounded by like your support system. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I left my, like my whole life was in Salt Lake. I owned a business there. My best friends were there. I mean, you know, everyone I knew lived within a couple of hours from there. Um, and I, I remember like I moved here and a month later, like 
I was just, I mean, it's, it's just hard. Like you just said, like it's, it's hard and it's not something you really think is going to be hard. You're like, Oh, it's an exciting new adventure. But then you get into the daily mm-hmm. grind of it. And it's like one little minor inconvenience happening. And I just like lost my mind. I'm like, I hate it here. And I'm like screaming at him. Like, and then I solved the solution 30 seconds later and it was no big deal, but yeah, like it definitely it's, it's, it can be hard. It's so hard. And, um, having, you know, like meeting her in the parking lot, honestly, and just being able to sit with them. And now it's like, now we're going to dinner for my birthday. And like, that is like, you know, so nice. It's just, it's just changed Colorado for me and the atmosphere here. And it's, yeah, it is. It's just so nice to have that support system. So um, yeah, I'm so thankful that they, they look past the, the coach's life standpoint and just like see me as another person that just like, you know, wants to be their friend. Yeah, of course. And I think too, like, I mean, people's perspective of perspectives of how to act in these situations can really be so dependent on how it's been in the past. I think if you're super young coming into this hockey life, like say you're like 18, 19, 20, and you're coming in, like, maybe that's not going to be the person that's really going to take initiative. And like, you know what I mean? But like, maybe someone that you would kind of think would would do that maybe like in the past, like that's a huge no, no on teams they've been on. So like, it, it is kind of interesting if you look at it from that perspective and vice versa, like maybe, you know, like maybe coaches wives think that like, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like a whole ripple effect. And like, you, you don't really know how it's been on prior teams, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it, it's something that I need to remember definitely going forward because like, hopefully Tim's a head coach again. And then, you know, with that role, I can kind of set the precedent of yes how this goes, you know? And so it's just something that I need to keep in mind, like, and remember how I felt and make sure no one feels that way, you know, any other team we're on. That kind of made me laugh too, about what you're saying about any minor inconvenience. I feel like that's me too. Like something that totally shouldn't like tick me off. And like, my husband's like, why are you so like mad about this? This is like such a small thing. I'm like, because I'm living in Europe right now, Charlie. And I'm like at my wits end right now with everything. And like, this just really set my day off. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you some, (laughs) some space. Exactly. Like like, I'm going to (laughs) go. It is hard. I don't know if you feel this way too, but like when you are moving away from home and like, you do just have your partner with you, I feel like And that's kind of like your only friend, I guess, at the very beginning, obviously, then you kind of meet people. I always feel kind of guilty because I feel like I put so much thought into like, okay, when are you going to be home? And when are you going to be doing this? And that's like, I kind of don't like that I do that because I don't want to be like super clingy, but also it's like hard because I'm like, you're literally like my only friend. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, then obviously you meet people and then it gets better, but like right at first it's like a lot, like you just, that's all you have really. Right. And like, it just, and it, like looking at it from, you know, your husband's perspective, like they want to make sure you're happy, you know, like they are the reason you moved there. So, you know, that's just another aspect of like having happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. Like making sure these girls are just a little bit more comfortable, like <laughs> yeah. ultimately helps my husband do his job or my fans. I do his job better because his team is happy and he's not coming home to someone who's really, you know, sad and frustrated. Yeah, for sure. So uh, how, are you feeling better? Like being there now that you've met everyone and kind of like getting into more of a groove? 
Yeah. Yeah. Tim said the other day, he's like, you look so much happier. And it's, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, I'm meeting people with the team and, um, and yeah, just getting into a group, figuring things out, like trusting that everything's cause I still own that business in Salt Lake. So like trusting that everything's fine there and, um, just kind of, yeah, being successful here and, and seeing what success is here and achieving that has been, um, way easier. Yeah. It's making things a lot better. Okay. On a total side tangent, do you watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? <laughs> I do. I do. We have, so the business that I own, we, um, it's called Alphalet and we rent out big light up letters. So we have actually been featured on several of the episodes and have worked with a handful of the, the housewives. You so have. We, yes. Yeah. We've, uh, I don't know if, have you seen all of them? Well, I funny because I was just, well, I didn't realize that as I was eating dinner, I realized that the first episode of the reunion just came out and I was like, hell yes. Like I can't <laughs> wait to dive into this. So I'm like half, quarter of the way through that and then I'll be caught up. Okay. So back in, I, I don't know if you remember this, but back in season one, when Jen Shaw threw her drink at Topgolf. Oh, of course. How you remember you those big light up letters that said Shaw squad? Oh yeah. Okay. Are, yeah. So those are ours. We did something for her, for Whitney Rose's release thing where it said the wild rose and it was in flowers. So yes, I watch it and I've met them and it's bananas. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Okay. Yeah. Now that you say that, this is all making sense. Cause like on your Instagram, you did something for your fiance, like on your front, on your driveway or something. Yeah. Yeah. For his birthday. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. How did you like get into that and get that idea? So, um, the, the girl who started it, I actually worked with in Dallas. Um, she wanted the letters for her wedding and couldn't find them. So she started a business in Dallas. And then I saw it on her Facebook. I was like, Oh my gosh, like everyone gets married in Utah because of, um, I'll say because we have such beautiful landscape, but the, the religion is the reason why, but, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. so I started it <laughs> thinking no like, secret. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I started thinking like, this would be a, you know, a fun little side hustle. Cause I'm still working in sports at that point. Um, but then it just like really exploded. So about a year after I started, I started doing that full time. And then, um, I've opened, we, I own or own or co-own at least like four other locations at this point and expanding it as far as we can. So I don't know, it's been fun. We've worked with some really cool people, like obviously the housewives, um, we worked with, Izzy off of Grey's Anatomy, if you watch that. Yeah, um, of course. Um, yeah. So oh my god, that's huge. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been really cool. It's been really cool. So um, unfortunately, we were featured all over the place on the like documentary they made about Jen Shaw and her like fraudulent stuff. Like we were all over that one. So that wasn't quite what I wanted, but (laughs) (laughs) wait, where where can I watch this? Um I think it's on Hulu. Oh and if you just type in Jen Shaw, it'll pull up. Do you think she's guilty? I do. I do. We actually, we had that, we had a conversation. This is so weird. So far before she was ever convicted of it, we were doing the release party for her and we were talking to the event planner and we're like, okay, but honestly, like how does Jen have this, all this money? Cause her husband is like an assistant coach for the youths. Like he can't make that much money, you know? And yeah. The lady with the event planner was like, well, uh, let's just say 
there's some fishy things going on. And I'm like, no. And then like all these charges come out and like, oh my gosh, no way. Like we knew, we knew because everything's like, and it talks about this in this Hulu documentary, but like she just rents the house in Park City. She doesn't own it. She lives in a yeah. little town in Salt Lake. You know, it's like, it's just all a facade and it's, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Yeah. And she's like, we're downsizing to like 4,000 square feet or something. I'm like, 4,000 square feet is downsizing for you. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> must exactly. be just tragic, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I mean, she is kind of a good actress because I, sometimes I go back and forth when I'm watching and I'm like, maybe there was just a miscommunication. I mean, like that would be probably a huge miscommunication, but like, exactly. that is yeah, so cool though. We started with Lisa Barlow and um, we had just started out and Lisa is the type of party thrower where she wants to do something that no one else has ever done. So we were perfect for that. Cause we had literally like, I think that was maybe month two. So we did, we spelled out Henry for her son's birthday. And then from there, it was kind of like, Oh, like we love that. Like, let's do the same thing for Jen. And then we did <laughs> Heather Gay's daughter. And then we love did, and, you know, that kind of thing. We got in really, um, really closely with a, a balloon company that has also exploded there and they have some like really awesome contacts. So we've just kind of been like the dream team throwing parties across Salt Lake City. So we, wow. we left out with that too. Wow. Good for you. Okay. So that keeps you busy and you have two dogs. So I feel like dogs are also a really good way to like get out and meet people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have two, we have a, a boxer Mastiff and his name is Grizzly. We got him when Tim was working for the Grizzlies, obviously. And then, um, we have a Bernadoodle named Rookie and he's our little COVID pop. So, um, we've been, <laughs> they're nuts. And we, so they have to go walks every day. So that's been a good way to like kind of meet our neighbors too, is just have those two goofballs with me. So that's helpful too. Yeah. So have you like met people outside of hockey? Yeah, we, um, I, we joined, we started going to a church nearby and then I, I joined like a little small group. So that's been a good way to meet people that way. What um, is that? Uh, just a small group, like a Bible study kind of thing at the church. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Just a women's group there. Um, and then, um, I kind of know my neighbors, they're kind of quiet, but we've gotten to know them just because everyone has a dog here in Colorado. So that's been helpful, but um, it's mostly, I mean, it's mostly hockey. I'm sure you know that. Like, it's just mostly. The relationship yeah. With people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is how's COVID looking there? Like with the games, is everything pretty normal at this point? It is. Yes. This, um, they didn't have fans last year in Colorado, but they did this year and they packed the house, which is so fun. But, um, let's see it really, aside from the family room, just opening, um, it's really back to normal here. Are yeah. you, what's up with you? Yeah. Well, I guess they're releasing like all of the restrictions on March 5th here. So I, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Um, which is kind of crazy. I'm like under what, like, like this is just seems very odd to me. Like all of a sudden they're like, okay, no masks anymore. Like, because I'm pretty sure our numbers haven't gone like massively. I mean, trust me, I'm all for like not having to like roast in a mask, but I'm just like, what like I'm just so confused like I just can't understand because I feel like they're gonna do this and then like in three weeks they're gonna be like okay masks again and everybody needs to be doing all this stuff but as of now they are not you don't have to do a COVID test anymore to go to the games you just have to have the booster shot um 
which the girls here were like, Devin, I literally can't believe you haven't taken one COVID test since you've been here this year. <laughs> like I, I haven't taken one all year. Wow. Yeah. You it's just, pretty are you crazy. just not going to games? Well, I wasn't. So that was kind of a short term rule. So I just like maybe missed like eight games. Like we had to cancel a lot because of like other teams getting COVID. And then we had to cancel a couple. Um, but now I'm kind of like priding myself on it. I'm like, this is actually pretty (laughs) awesome. Like why start now? I'm just going to go all year until I have to go home and potentially take a test. But yeah, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm definitely ready for like some normalcy because I feel like it's just like, for me, I'm like, I feed off people's energies too. And I just feel like the masks make it really hard to, yeah, I don't know, just even walking down the street. Like I like to say hi to people, not that people really do that here, but just like to see people's mouth and to like smile or I don't know. It just, it's kind of like depressing. And I'm just, I feel like it's a lot harder on people's, I mean, it is really hard on people's mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It is so funny how you don't realize how much you look at someone's mouth when you talk to them. Oh, totally. Until you can. And you're like, I don't even know what you said. Like it's yeah. So I know. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I don't know. We we were kind of talking about how last or next season might be our last season playing hockey. Like we don't know for sure, but we're kind of going into the year like that, which is kind of exciting because then we can really try to like enjoy it, but I'm just hoping for some normalcy because I would really like to not have to deal with all this crap and like be worried about it and ugh, just makes flights and everything so much more difficult. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So if you could give people any piece of advice, I guess we'll start with like what advice you could give to other coaches, significant others. And then if you have any advice for players, significant others of how to kind of make everything a little bit more inclusive, what would it be? Yeah. Um, putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are. No, that's okay. (laughs) I think I've always kind of thought people remember how you made them feel right. You don't, they don't remember what you said or anything like that, like how they made you feel. And you might be like nervous or maybe embarrassed to reach out to someone but you have no idea how much that changes their day and how much it changes like their whole landscape of where they are. So I think it's just like, just reaching out and including, you know, including us or including them in whatever you're doing, just literally sending a simple text to being like, Hey, we're going to this concert. Do you want to come? And you have no idea just how much that will change their perspective on where they're at. And it just helps everybody along the way. So I think, yeah, just, just not being afraid to reach out. Yeah. Do you feel like, and this can be like on or off the record. I'm just curious what your opinion is, but do you feel like coaches wives and players wives, like having drinks together? Like, do you think that should be like, fine? Like, I feel like it should be fine. You know, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's, um, I guess it, I mean, it depends on maybe like we talked about, like the age getting wasted, blacked out. Well, yeah, like I'm definitely not going to go out on a Saturday night with these girls, but exactly right because of a million reasons, but I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Like just everything we've already talked about, like, you know what you can say and what you can't say. And so do they, maybe they hate Tim, you know, but like it's our relationship. It's me and Devin's relationship and it's not Charlie and Tim's like, yeah. 
if you can just separate that and exactly like we're not going to talk about hockey the whole time like I think it's fine yeah I think it's fine and <laughs> I also think it's fine like I some of the girls kind of like tiptoe around like oh you know we're gonna go get dinner with the player like after and I know they're all going and I know it's weird for them but it's like it's okay guys like I know I'm not invited and it's fine and I know why I'm not invited you know like it's yeah. okay I, I understand that and I don't want you to feel like you can't talk about it because because I'm there like Yeah. Like you're like, that's just, we probably don't want to go to that anyway, because we can't really like, I mean, that's, I kind of get like, I mean, there's such a difference between like the coach hanging out with the players, I guess, rather than the coach's wife hanging out with the other wives, because essentially that's just like your husband's coworkers or you know what I mean? Like boss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like, there's, there is a correlation, but it's not like, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Everybody should just be a little bit more included. And I think it's a good reminder too. And I think it's important for people to hear that, like reach out, like the worst thing that they're going to say is no. And I don't think that people need to be so filtered and so worried, like be yourself, have a few drinks. That's fine. You don't need to be like getting wasted and like, you know, or <laughs> I mean, there's boundaries, right? But like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. having drinks and like loosening up is like fun for both people. And I think yeah. there just needs to not be such a stigma around it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I like, you know, how comfortable you are with how much you have to drink, you know? So if you're a little nervous about that, don't drink too much. Like, you know, it's just like just being an adult in any situation, like, you know, your boundaries. And if, they make you uncomfortable, then don't do it. But at least it would be nice to have the invitation. It's hard to explain as to like why we can't do this or what the issue is, but yeah, like. No, totally. I think it's, it is really hard to explain. And I think it is kind of like this unspoken, like nobody really knows what the rule is. So I feel like, gosh, I just wish from like the get-go, it was just very clear, like what the standard was, I guess, for the team. Like I totally respect like if a coach does not want that dynamic at all, like that's fine. Like that's their call, but there are some coaches that just like think it's totally fine. And I think if that's how that is and like the coach and the coach's significant other, like they're comfortable with that, then like, great, you know? And I think that makes the dynamic better for everyone overall. And also like for you, for example, like you're going to be happier if you have friends, like if you're moving somewhere completely new and you don't know anybody and you're just sitting at home and you're feeling sad and down, which is naturally going to happen if you don't know anyone, then that's going to be harder on your husband. And then that's going to affect like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like such a ripple effect. So I feel like overall, it's just like, it should be more inclusive. Yeah, exactly. We're all in this together. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just shedding light on this topic. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you on Instagram? And if you want to plug your business page as well, you are welcome to do that. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my Instagram, my personal is just JJ0302. It's really just pictures of our dog's birthdays. So don't get too excited (laughs) about that. But um, my business is Alpha Lit SLC. Um, We just do some fun parties on there. So if you want to stop on by and get some ideas, because I'm sure most of you aren't in Salt Lake City, Alpha Lit's pretty much nationwide. So. (laughs) 